Welcome to the bilingual podcast Brazil Culture Connections. This is our third episode of the second season, Art and Culture on the Peripheries. We welcome Rogério Rodriguez Santos to speak on the theme, The Portela Samba School, Pedagogy and Power from the Block. Rogério Rodriguez Santos is a Portuguese language and literature professor from the State University of Rio de Janeiro, with a bachelor's degree in language arts from the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro, where he also did a specialization in Brazilian literature, with a master's degree in education, culture, and communication in urban peripheries from FEBF, the State University of Rio de Janeiro, and he is the co-founder of the website www.portelaweb.org, which is a virtual archive of the Portela Samba School's history in Rio de Janeiro. He has been working in the Portela Cultural Department since 2013 and became the cultural director in 2016. I was very excited to host Rogério and speak about the Portela Samba School, as this is our first episode that treats a subject beyond the state of Bahia. So with this, we are truly going national to think about a cultural manifestation that is iconically Brazilian, which is samba music, understood as coming from this specific melting pot of African, indigenous, and European influences, particularly in the peripheral regions of the city of Rio de Janeiro. So beyond the the music, the samba schools are responsible for creating an original theme each year. Each school competes at the national procession in the Maracanã Stadium of Rio de Janeiro. And the processions, you may be familiar with some of the images of the extravagant costumes, of women samba dancing, of iconic leaders and musicians and singers who are figured prominently on very massive, uh, what are called trio eléctricos. They're big trucks that are decorated in accordance with that school's theme for the year. And so with this episode, I wanted to think about who are the producers of this cultural manifestation from the context where the samba schools come from, which are the favelas of Rio de Janeiro. Rogério and I had our conversation months ago in April of 2022, and I'll be quoting some of the important information that he shares about Portela, as well as the major themes of our conversation. And it started off with, even though I said, hey, this is an episode that's beyond Bahia, he said, quote, well, let's say this is an extension of your work inside Bahia, 
because I am the son of Bahians. My father was from Salvador, and my mother was from Lensois, raised in Bajeras. So I am the result of this cross between Black Bahia and Sertanesia Bahia. So I'm here in Rio de Janeiro representing this cultural crossover. End quote. Let's hear from Rogério in his own words. Bem, então, é, podemos é, é, dizer que é uma extensão do, das, do seu trabalho né, dentro da Bahia, porque eu sou filho de baianos, meu pai era de Salvador e minha mãe era de Lençóis e criado em Barreiras. Então, sou resultado desse cruzamento entre a, a Bahia Negra né, e a Bahia Sertaneja. Então, Estou aqui no Rio de Janeiro representando esse intercruzar cultural. It's important to note that the peripheral regions of the city of Rio de Janeiro that we're speaking about, called the favelas, where many of the samba schools come from, is also a result of this mass migration um, of many Northeasterners. So people, including from the state of Bahia, poor workers, predominantly black workers, who <coughs> moved to the south cities of Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo to search for better opportunities, uh, especially economic opportunities. And because they were impoverished, they set out uh, and created communities on the outskirts of the major cities. These connections with Bahia are still very strong, even in the history of Portela. Rogério grew up in the community where Portela, the Samba school, began. So he reflected about his experiences being a kid and watching his neighbors get ready for carnival. So I'm going to quote him here. As a professor, as a man of the periphery, a resident of Oswaldo Cruz, who during my childhood in the neighboring areas of Granji Madureira, I was impacted since childhood by this imagination of being a neighbor of a samba school called Portela. So I saw my neighbors going out in the afternoon. Imagine, Portela paraded at dawn, sometimes in the morning, but sometimes they had already been out in costume since the previous afternoon. So I saw those characters that would tell stories on the avenue during the procession, and I had this childlike mentality. You dive into this world of the fantastic, the marvelous, observing people in the neighborhoods who are extremely simple people in their day-to-day -day lives. They were representing characters. They were Indians. They were noble people. They were the faces of Brazil's national history." End quote. Carnival is a very important and exceptional holiday for Catholic countries and particularly for popular masses in Latin America, where, as Rogério explained and is commonly discussed in scholarship on Carnival, that it, quote, subverts the traditional social roles, end quote. So it's an opportunity for the lower classes to enact nobility, to be on the national stage, to have the entire nation's attention and the Samba schools that come from these peripheral regions use it as an opportunity for social commentary, for critique. And so 
Rogerio talked a lot about the enhedos, which are the stories, the plots that are decided upon and created by the Samba school each year. So he went over many of the memorable plots in Portela's history, and they're in the popular language that is very specific to Rio. It, um, they often reference local neighborhoods, and we had a hard time translating all of the names of the plots, but I wanted to give you a few examples. To start, Rogerio told the story of the first samba group that preceded Portela, and it was founded in February of 1921 by a woman who he called a great partier, a host, a community leader. Her name was Dona Esther Rodriguez, and her husband, Eusebio Rosa. She was a white woman and he was a black man, and they were what he called the embryo of Portela, which was the samba block that paraded in the neighborhood. It was called Came Fala Ginois Comi Mosca, whoever talks about us eats flies. And it's important that it was one of the samba schools that was given permission to parade because as an association of Afro-Brazilian origins, the samba groups lived under state control. But King Falaginois Komi Mosca, whoever talks about us eats flies, they had permission to parade because they would often host influential people from the Old Republic, which was the first Republican government during Brazil from 1889 to 1930. And so this is the origin story of Portela. He also talks about other influential and memorable stories that the Portela school created throughout its history. One being Quem Nois Faz Eu Capricho, which we found very difficult to translate, but we settled on Perfection Makes Us. Vai como pode, go as you are. And then he talked about one uh, that was Legends and Mysteries of the Amazon, which Portela won as champion in 1970, as well as in 1971, Lapa in Tres Tempos, Lapa in Three Eras, Lapa being very prominent cultural neighborhood in downtown Rio de Janeiro. He reflected on the 2022 in Heidu, the story that they were building, that commemorates 50 years of a story that was created by Antonio Candea Filho called Iluaye, which is in Yoruba, and it means the tree of life. I'm going to quote how Rogerio talks about this in Heidu, this story being influential to him. Antonio Candea Filho became an inspiration to me not just as a person, but as a leader, a composer, an artist, and a black intellectual. Because aside from having idealized this story, he was a samba artist, a man, a very complex person. He had several roles in his construction as a citizen, a person, a samba artist, and he is a tragic hero. I call him a tragic hero because he was born within Portela. He is the son of Portelensis, the people of Portela. Candea was his father. He was called Candea Velho, or Old Candea, who created the front commissions in the Samba schools. So he's, uh, he's organic. 
He's what people call the root of the school. But after that, he took different paths. He became a cop, a very defiant cop. He got shot near the Marques de Sapucaí Stadium as a result of a traffic altercation. He became paraplegic, bitter, and after that, he became a great leader of the Black movement. He was a very interesting figure. End quote. Quote, another really important story for me was in 2014. Un Rio de Mar a Mar, do Valongo a Gloria de São Sebastião. A river from sea to sea, from Valongo to Gloria de São Sebastião. Because the story is of my own authorship, I am the author of this story, this enredo. I did all the research and the school accepted it. And in 2017, Portela was champion, finally, after 30-something years. So these are the most important stories. End quote. In this year, in 2022, the carnival processions returned after the pandemic in the major stadium of the Sambodromo, and Portela created the samba story Baobab Portela which talks about the importance of the baobab tree from Africa, and it is a tribute to the 50-year anniversary of Iluaye, the story created by Antonio Candea. I'm going to quote Rogerio as he explains the importance of the baobab tree. It's the millennial tree that exists in Africa and exists also in Oceania and was transplanted to Brazil, particularly in Pernambuco and Rio de Janeiro. So it has all this symbology because it references ancestry, memory, and legacy. So I think it is important to tell this story, and Portela, at its 99 years of existence, has a lot in common with a baobab because it's a bushy, it gives fruit, it works with ancestry, with memory. So they have a lot in common. End quote. I then asked Rogerio what it was like working within the context of culture given the current government in Brazil, and remember that this was in April 2022, so thinking both at the municipal level in Rio de Janeiro and the federal level with Bolsonaro, and of course he talked about the politics of extermination the genocide against black people, particularly from the favelas by the police forces in Brazil and particularly in Rio de Janeiro, and the difficulty of working in this field of culture at this moment, uh, including the issues given the pandemic, which stopped the carnival parades for at least a year. And so Rogério said, quote, the current political culture doesn't have space because the culture, everything having to do with thought, critical thinking, awareness, doesn't interest these governments because they are paths to liberation. They are liberating paths. So they don't want people who are liberated. They don't want people who are free in their bodies, minds, and speech. They don't want that. So the context, working with culture is very difficult because we don't have a financial incentive. We practically have no policies for culture, end quote. He continued, quote, so working with culture isn't easy. It's not easy in the eyes of the public power of governments, but it also doesn't have due recognition by the media, the creators of opinion, of intellectuality. 
It is the media in this case, the carnival media, which is a type of media dedicated to Samba schools that has this agenda. With the Samba schools, people only see the carnival. They don't see that the Samba school exists the entire year. In the Portela Cultural Department, we have a very strong agenda, very powerful, very diverse, which values Oswaldo Cruz, de Madureira's territory, which values the exchange of knowledge, values the racial, ethnic agendas, and questions of gender identity. But this doesn't have visibility, so it's hard. It's a daily struggle. It's very difficult. End quote. And so with the online platform that documents Portela's history, which Rogerio created. It's a project that takes this work of Portela's history and all that the cultural department does to different part of, parts of the world. And in that way, they are fulfilling the founders' wishes. The wish is that since 1935, when its champion story, O Samba Dominando o Mundo, Samba Dominating the World, it was a kind of prophecy. They also organize literary parties, have cultural exchanges throughout Brazil. So, as Rogério said, quote, it's a way to carry our work and sharing knowledge, ideas, and information, end quote. Our podcast also began as an initiative to incentivize these kinds of conversations, to meet people, spread knowledge, and we are continuing with it in the second season, Art and Culture on the Peripheries. I leave us with a powerful reflection from Rogério, quote, The periphery is a place of belonging, and I am more aware now than ever before that the periphery is very powerful. It is very powerful because it is pedagogical, it is civilization, and it doesn't rely on the centrality of decisions. It exists by itself. So, my experience from the periphery, which is here, began spontaneously through play. After, it became a practice, a practice of activism, and today, it is a fountain of academic learning, of knowledge." End quote. Em primeiro lugar, o lugar de pertencimento, né? A periferia é o lugar de pertencimento. E hoje em dia eu tenho mais do que nunca consciência de que ela é muito potente. Ela é muito potente porque ela é pedagógica, ela é civilizatória e ela é não depende da centralidade das decisões, ela existe por si mesma. You can check out more of Portela's work on their YouTube channel, Portela Cultural, as well as their Instagram page. Next year, they will be celebrating 100 years of the Portela Samba School. The original conversation was recorded between Jamie Leandrison and Rogério Rodriguez Santos on April 6, 2022. We thank the Brazil Culture Connection team, the translator Amanda Talbot, the production intern Madeline Tenney, and the Spanish language intern Naomi Lausiker. We are working on translating our interviews into Spanish as well. Thank you also to Jonathan Borges Campelo and his technical support. The music is called Hetum Bunchi Vitoria by the Portela Samba School from 1965. 
You can listen to all the episodes from the first season by Honest and Focal, and the second season, Art and Culture on the Peripheries, on all of the platforms where you access your podcasts. Additionally, all of the transcriptions and English translations of the interviews can be found on our website, www.brazilcultureconnections.com. Please like, share, and spread the podcast in your networks. Thank you very much, and we look forward to seeing you for the next episode.